Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I am your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? Happy December to you and yours as we are a scant few weeks away from the uh, the big jolly old man coming down the chimney. So, got that going for you. Uh, we got a bevy of uh, games for you, some gifts from me to you. Well, them from the respective teams to you going forward because I really had nothing to do with it. I'm just reporting what we got here. Well, uh, you know, got got everything. Black Bears were in uh, in the Northeast. Team Maryland was all over. Stevenson men and women competed, as did uh, the D2 team uh, of Stevenson, the club team. Navy's D1, D2 played. Uh, Towson and Maryland faced off on Friday. And then we got some uh, women's action as well. Gets in, in the club ranks, rather. Uh, we'll get started with the Black Bears, who... Took their first trip up to Attleboro, Massachusetts, and they went uh, went up there with a purpose. Uh, they were uh, making sure that they kept their season series lead over the Northeast Generals, which going into this was 3-1-0. and zero. Uh, And it, it came out as a split Friday ni- or Saturday night's game. A little bit better uh, for, uh, for than the best, I would have to say. It was a tight affair in the beginning. Uh, Maryland gets on the board quick, though. As uh, Dimitri Hebrew gets a nice little pass from uh, Brandon Piku uh, and Aiden McDowell on the secondary assist, that puts it home. That makes it one nothing. A, a great defensive play by both uh, McDowell and uh, Bennett, uh, stomp uh, clogging up the uh, the neutral zone there, and then getting it up to Piku. Piku making a nice little pass to Hebrew. Hebrew puts it in for his fifth of the year. Uh, Maryland trying to take advantage of it, putting shots on, uh, you know, doing what they can. Uh, pretty even matchup offensively. David Andrewchuk then uh, went ahead and tied the score. Cross-ice pass from Brent Kiefer finds Andrewchuk, and he puts it past Luca DePasco for the 1-1 tie. But it was uh, not for long. Miles Gunty streaks down the wing uh, thanks to a nice little pass from Luke Van Why He has all kinds of room. He'll put it past Mr. Uh, Mr. Oliver Drum for Northeast. That makes it a... 2-1 Maryland lead. That is Gunty's fifth of the season as well. 17th assist for Van Wy. Uh And, uh, yeah, that's how it was in the first period. Maryland kept it chugging, kept it going, made things uh, a little difficult it was, uh, towards the end there. They were getting a little bit of an upper hand offensively towards the end. First, uh, Second period, though, uh, Northeast gets on the board first. A little bit of a bang-bang play. David Tolan puts it home for his second of the year, ties the game at two. But, again, uh, a quick response for the Black Bears is Tyler Young, after weeks of trying and getting close, hitting a couple posts here and there, finally gets his first as a Black Bear uh, just a minute and uh, three seconds after Tolan's goal. Puts Maryland back up in the lead. Ryan Bottrell, uh, his 22nd assist. Vlad uh, Poligoshko with his second assist of the year. Uh, and then less than a minute after that, Brandon Piku just found wide open in the top of the circle. Luke Van Wy holds it in, finds Piku. Piku had time to make a sandwich and then deliver it like he was Jimmy John's freaky fast. But he puts it home for his 10th of the year. Van Wy his 18th assist, and Connor Bennett his first assist of the season. Maryland then continued to test, you know, start being more offensively uh, offensively better, I suppose, than Northeast. Northeast did get their chances, though. They got eight shots in the frame. But the third period is when things started to kind of break down. Kind of break down in a big way. As uh, first, uh, uh, there was a bench minor, I guess, going off of the ice in the second period that the Northeast had. Uh, they kill that pa- uh, that penalty off. 
And then Elliot LaRoe steps in front of a uh, steps in front of a Miles Gundy shot pass, tips it home. That makes it five to two. Vlad Polagoshko with a uh, secondary assist on that, and things erupted as Brian Erickson, the coach of the Northeast Generals, did not like something and said something to the ref, and he got a gross misconduct for abuse of official, and he was given uh, the gate on that one. Um, no power play on that one. That's just a game misconduct straight up. Things then got really rough. Ryan Gordon uh, of Northeast took a big hack at Ryan at uh, Jacob Brockman. Trace Johnson didn't like that one after him. Jarrett Scott didn't like that one after Johnson. Uh, in the end, though, Ryan Gordon gets a five and a game for slashing on that one. Puts Maryland on an extended power play. And with that, a couple more goals. Jacob Brockman off the floor on the board. His sixth of the year on the power play. Nice little pass across by Brandon Piku. Uh, finds it in front. Kevin Scott gets an assist on that, his fifth of the season. That's Piku's 16th assist of the season as well. And then Piku gets on the board once again. A nice little shot pass by Kevin Scott finds uh, Piku's skate as he's trying to uh, uh, glide in. Might have taken the blade of his stick, but uh, it, it goes in for Piku's 11th of the year. Scott's sixth assist, and Sean Kilcullen is 13th assist on the power play. Um, try as they might, Northeast could not break the neutral zone of the Black Bears. Only four shots in the third period. For Northeast, uh, obviously being down for five minutes doesn't help that, but Maryland kind of put a stranglehold offensively on it. A little silliness towards the end as well between Bryce Cooper uh, and uh, Poligoshko and Steven Agrana and Laker Aldridge and Jared Scott. It was just a whole mess. Um, so, you know, things happen. It happens. 7-2 to the final, though, for the Black Bears. 2-4 of four on the power play for them. Luca DePasco, 19 saves. Uh, for him in the victory. Short turnaround, though. Sunday afternoon game after a Sunday uh, Saturday night affair. And uh, Michael M Morelli gets the nod on this one. And he was sharp early. Had to face 14 shots right off the bat from Northeast as they got a bit of an advantage quick. Um, didn't get, It wasn't too many power plays. They did have a, a, a bit of an advantage to some of the, the top guys for Maryland uh, on, the uh, on the penalty kill or put in the box. I mean, a lot of... Uh, penalties that washed out there. I guess some animosity from the third period crossing over, but uh, nothing to show for it in the first period. Second period, Maryland kind of took it around, and they got the dominant part. 19 shots on there, and Oliver Drum solid in net for Northeast, but again, nothing to show for that. And then uh, it wasn't until the last like quarter of the third period, with the under five minutes remaining when the uh, excitement really happened. First, Jarrett Scott from uh, Northeast. He gets his 11th of the season after a a bit of a miscommunication there on the uh, on the on the goal and on the breakout left uh, Scott very available puts it home past Morelli one nothing, but again a quick response from Maryland a minute two after that Brandon Piku another power play goal from him getting in front Tyler Young with the uh, with the assist his fourth of the year Connor Cole is secondary on that his seventeenth of the season on the power play. And Maryland ties it up, and that's how we go into overtime. Then in overtime, Brent Kiefer streaking in off the bench on the change. Didn't get picked up by any of the Maryland defenders. He puts it past Morelli from the uh, slot area, and that is all she wrote. His third game-winning goal of the year. And Maryland loses an OT 2-1, to one, but they do get some valuable pointage in that one there. Morelli, 27 saves. He was stellar in net. Um, not much else you can say about this one. It was a... Uh, it was a hell of a thing. It was a hell of a game overall. Hell of a weekend for Maryland. 
as they had a quick turnaround. Both goalies exquisite in this one. And uh, Brandon Piku had a hell of a weekend. Three goals, two assists. He got second star uh, of the Bauer Stars of the Week for the East Division as well. So big daps and head taps to him. But now it's forward into Danbury, staying in that northeastern corridor. They will uh, take on the junior hat tricks Friday afternoon and Saturday afternoon. Um, afternoon games plenty, as uh, the Black Bears are used to this. Last time they were up there, swept the junior hat tricks, uh, including the scary moment of Aiden Brewage about a month ago that that happened. But uh, Brewage is back. Time for some vengeance. We'll see how it goes. Of course, it was also the weekend that on that Friday game, uh, all seven goals were scored in the third period in overtime. So. Um, this could be a wacky, wild weekend, so stay tuned on Hockey TV. Catch the VOD if you got to work or can't get access to it. So always available on that. Team Maryland had a trio of games uh, this uh, this weekend, or this week, rather, as they start to uh, wind things down heading into their kind of uh, break-ish towards the Christmas season. They still got like two weekends of uh, stuff to play. Um, but they had uh, home games on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, or Thursday, Friday, rather. And, uh, yeah, the uh, the big story, however, one of the bigger stories come out of this is Josh Graziano, uh, one of the hot hands for Team Maryland. He committed to Wilkes University. He'll stay in the East Coast and uh, play in UCHC competition. So that is uh, really good for him. Uh, to go ahead and get with a program like Wilkes and help them out uh, moving forward. Uh, but to the action on the ice, start out on Thursday afternoon. Team Maryland uh, get down a little early. They get down a little early, but they overcome. And we'll talk about that here just in a second. Uh, Team Maryland did get off to a quick start, though, on the power play. 224 in. Tommy Tracy puts one home. Alex Newton and Will Rosen on the assist. Uh, but uh, then... You know, a little bit of a lapse, even though they had a little bit of offensive pressure going their way. 15-8, to eight, the shots after one didn't really matter much as Protech gets on the board at 12-15. Nick Newman ties the game up, and then three minutes uh, and 19 seconds later, right? No, yeah, 19 seconds later, Jaden Barron uh, puts the Ducks up 2-1, to one, which is how it would be through the first period and through the second period. Team Maryland, again, getting the offensive chances, Getting things rolling, uh, just couldn't find the back of the net for the longest time. Uh, no scoring in the second period, as uh, you know, Protech also having their chances. Pretty even matchup in terms of offensive chances going each way, but two to one after two. Then Team Maryland gets a spark lit underneath them. Owen Schmidt, two forty-four, and he ties the game from uh, with a nice little pass from Sawyer Tanliff, makes it two to two. Then twelve forty, Patrick Doyle. Gets the go-ahead goal. Tantliff and J.J. Creighton on the assist. That makes it 3-2. Then some insurance. Bobby Geyer in the empty net with 105 remaining. Uh, he pots at home. Alice Newton and Evan Donnelly on the assist. And then again, empty netter Owen Schmidt sandwiches the uh, the period for himself. Tantliff on the assist again. 5-2. Maryland takes Team Maryland takes the victory. John Werber, 30 saves in the winning effort. Uh, short memory, though, as, uh, again, back at it on Friday afternoon. Protect, though, gets off to the quick, to the early lead um, throughout this one. They kind of just seem to get a little bit of a, a step ahead of Team Maryland. Josh Martin, late in the first period, though, he gets uh, Protect on the board first on an even strength goal 
just uh, with a minute and uh, 19 seconds remaining in the period. That's how it ended. Second period, Team Maryland gets in. Tommy Tracy again opening up the scoring for Team Maryland. Patrick Doyle on the assist. We're tied up at one. Then again, towards the end of the period, a late period uh, goal by Richard St Stefanik. And that's 2-1, to one, and that's how it will go into the third. And then Protech get in early. James Tilly on the power play. Uh, he gets uh, gets one 217 in, puts Protech up 3-1 to one in this one. Uh, then Thomas Swore out, uh, power play goal again, 518 in, 4-1 on this one. Uh, Team Maryland did try to get back into this one. J.J. Crenton, the even strength um, from Will Rosen and Owen Schmidt. Cuts the lead in half to two. And then with 28 seconds remaining, Nick Graziano on the power play from Bobby Geyer uh, puts Maryland within one. But there was very little time in this one, and that's how it ended. Four to three, the final in this. Gideon Sullivan, 36 saves uh, in the defeat. Uh, but these things uh, are to happen, and we move onward and upward with that because they had a game on Monday night. They traveled up to Aston. Uh, Monday afternoon, rather, and they took on the Philadelphia Little Flyers. Team Maryland gets off to a really quick start, 21 seconds in. Uh, Aiden Sabrowski from Patrick Joyle and J.J. Creighton. Uh, that's one to nothing on that, but Philadelphia gets the next two goals. Kobe Howitt, uh, even strength, and uh, Jordan Camilla also two to one there. Team Maryland gets one back towards the end, 229 left. Owen Schmidt on the power play from Brian Teske and Patrick Doyle. Two to two going into the first break. 6.44 into the second on the power play. Power play killer against Team Maryland these past couple of games. Uh, Chris uh, Chris Bonago with the power play goal makes it 3-2 for the Little Flyers. And then Tyler uh, Tyler Hissong, even strength with 119. 119, one and nines, really uh, crucial for this uh, area. Uh, he gets a goal, 4-2, and that's how the game ended. 4-2, to two, uh, Team Maryland drops this one. Gideon Sullivan 32 saves in the losing effort. But um, such is life in the big city. They will have to shake this one off. They take on the 87s this weekend. I want to say Friday is their game uh, against the 87s. Uh, check Hockey TV and Team Maryland EHL on Twitter for all the updates there. But Team Maryland sitting in first spot. Nine points clear of uh, those same 87s who have uh, started to come on as of late. Uh, they got a nice little start. They've won three in a row, so uh, that is the the only three wins they have in their last ten. So you got to figure sleeping dogs are about to uh, strike up a chord here. I don't know if that's a saying. We're gonna act like it was. So that's where Team Maryland sits. New Jersey is their only game this weekend. We'll see how that pans out. We'll talk about it a little more next week. Bit of an odd schedule for the Stevenson University Mustang men's team as they played a Wednesday and a Friday game. Um, but hey, it worked out for them as they get a nice little sweep for themselves. We'll start off on Wednesday. It was Teddy Bear Toss Night uh, for the Stevens University Mustangs, and Mac Lowry got him off to a really good start. 153 in. Puts it home. The Teddy Bear goal is in. Alex Rive and Brandon Rylot with the assist. Uh, then Stevenson took a long, long, long way, but they were able to get the second goal as well uh, with uh, three... 318 remaining in this one. Luke Benitez from Blake Coleman and Justin Vickers makes it 2 nothing after the first period. Second period, period of the power play for uh, for the Stevenson University Mustangs as uh, Frank Fatucci gets one 157 and Ryan Patrick on the assist with that one. Then through less than three minutes later, Liam McCanny on the power play. Ryan Patrick, Austin Master on the assist. The only goal scoring in this one overall was uh, four to nothing after two, 
And then it was 5-0 after Vitucci gets his second of the game. Patrick, his third assist of the game, makes it 5-0. Lebanon Valley got too late with uh, 220, uh, 229 left. Uh, Darian Benchlich with his uh, with the goal. And then Blake, uh, Blake Tosco with 106 remaining puts it home. But it was not enough. Stevenson takes this one 5-2. Ryan Kenny, 29 saves in the winning effort as uh, Stevenson takes the win. And they keep rolling on. And they rolled on into SUNY Cortland. For a Friday night, uh, Friday afternoon affair, no scoring either side of the puck uh, for the first two periods. It was uh, pretty, pretty uh, fantastic to to say the least. Because uh, even matchup in terms of scoring, uh, even matchup in terms of shots, eleven uh, eleven in the first, fifteen twelve for Stevenson. Then SUNY Cortland just pumped things on. Twenty four shots in the third period alone, but Ryan Kenny was the story in this one. Ryan Kenny makes 24 saves in the third period. Uh, and he is backed by Ryan Patrick, who got a goal 33 seconds in. Malcolm Palmer, Frank Fatucci with the assist on that one. And then midway through the period, the only like one of the few shots they did get in the third period, Patrick again making it count. Liam McCanny and Fatucci on the assist. And if it wasn't for a goal with two seconds remaining uh, from Nate Berkey, the uh, – Ryan Kenny would have just been a savior, but he makes 46 saves, 46 saves in the winning effort as uh, that pushes the Stevenson Mustangs to 8-2-1 and one on the year. My goodness gracious, this has been uh, a great start to their season uh, and just a total team win, especially in that uh, effort in, uh, against, in, against SUNY Cortland. So we will see where this takes them. They play Arcadia on Saturday before semester break. We will have to see if that hot streak can continue. You gotta hate. You gotta hate that the the uh, the semester is coming to an end, and you have to take a little bit of a break before you go into the second half of the season. But knowing this team, we'll see what they can do Saturday, and then kind of look ahead to what they can do, uh, what we can expect possibly from the second half of the season for them. The Stevenson women. They uh they went up to Wilkes-Barre Scranton, uh Wilkes the Wilkes-Barre part of it, and uh, they took on the uh, the Wilkes team up there. And boy howdy, what a great week and a sweep for them this weekend as uh, they take uh, Wilkes to the limit, everybody to the limit for Hugo Gods. Uh, Wilkes gets started 9:53 into the first period. Valerie Koenig. Uh, with the goal to make it one nothing, but uh, wasn't too long after that that Carly Aguirre puts Stevenson on the board. Allie Gibson on the assist, and we're tied after one. 44 seconds into the second period, though, with the power play. Nikki Kendrick makes no doubt about it. Carly Aguirre with the assist. It's 2-1 as uh, Stevenson just fending things off, uh, just pretty much taking control. They dominated offensively in this one. Uh, double digits in all three periods in shots, and they were just taking it to Wilkes as a whole. Then uh, Megan Swick, 127 in the third period. She gets her first collegiate goal. Uh, Nikki Kendrick and Elizabeth Goudreau with the assist. Wilk gets one back on the uh, power play. Jenny uh, Julie Patterson gets the gets Wilkes to within one. But then Carly Aguirre with 358 left. She puts one home uh, for her second of the game. And Allie Gibson gets her second assist of the game. And that's all she wrote. Megan Swick's first collegiate goal turns out to be the game winner. And uh, Olivia DeGuire gets the win with a 16-save effort 
of that. And, yeah, out shooting Wilkes 43-18 in this one. Stevenson was a lot of chances and a big victory for them. Uh, Saturday afternoon affair, Stevenson again really just taking advantage and just showing off the all-around team nature they have. This is a team that's not only good for, for offense and be able to output goals, but also they're showing their defense here in this game as well as they only allow 12 shots from Wilkes. And we'll get to that here in a second. But the first period, 11-02 in uh, Brianna Crossan with her first goal uh, of the game. And I think it's the only goal of the game. I don't know why I did her first point of the game. Nikki Kendrick and uh, Trim Barkless on the assist. Second period, power play. Carly Aguirre again, potting one home. Ashlyn Bray and Crossland on the assist. See, there's a multiple point game for Crossland. Uh, then uh, three minutes later, Trim Barkless unassisted. And then with the power play, Trim Barkless with 51 seconds remaining, gets the fourth goal from Caitlin Reed and Carly Aguirre. That's all she wrote. Ansley King, 12 saves for her first shutout in her collegiate career. And Stevenson sweeps this one aboard. They get them to 500 on the season overall, 4-2-0 in conference play. And uh, not, you know, they can't build off this momentum. They are now on semester break. They won't play again until January 2nd. So about a month. But it's good to have this uh, going into the break. You can go ahead and uh, motivate from that, take from that, move uh, move on from that, and see how things move forward. I don't know what I'm, I'm just babbling on, but it's a good weekend. A lot of first in this one. And uh, we will see how this all plans out uh, into the next semester. Um, but first, before we end the Stevenson block, We'll talk about the uh, Stevenson ACHA team as uh, they had two games this weekend. They took on University of Delaware on Friday night, and uh, it was uh, a bit of a uh, not not the best of starts for this team, um, but it was also not the worst game of it all. Uh, didn't get started great. First period, three first period goals by U Delaware. Uh, Joseph Wasich with the shorthanded goal, his fifth of the season, get things going, 11-39. And, and then uh, not too long after that, Christian Donahue, his first of the year for U Delaware, puts him up 2 nothing. And then Justin Smith with two seconds remaining in the period, his eighth of the year, four, uh, 3 to nothing in that one. Delaware 17-6 to on shots. It was not a uh, pretty offensive game uh, to start off with for Stevenson. Second period, however, no scoring, but, you know, the uh, shot started to even out a little bit, 22-18. to 18. And this one, Stevenson getting into the rhythm of things, getting into the rhyme. Uh, move on out. It's Bob's little time. Uh, third period, though, Stevenson actually took it to uh, took it to Delaware offensively with 11 shots to 10. They get one 10-15 uh, into the frame. Aaron uh, Revenant, his second of the year from Eric Bennett and uh, Dylan Candelana. And that's his uh, their second assist for both Bennett and Candelana uh, on that one. Then on the power play, Calvin Raymore for Delaware puts him up 4-1. to one. Zach Garneau gets one back with 3.58 left. His first of the year, it says here, but uh, we know he's scored more in the uh, D3 area. Chris Robinson only assists his third of the season, uh, but they could not claw back all the way. 4-2 to two is the final in this one. David Shahadi, 45 saves in this one. Faced a lot of rubber, but he goes home with the, uh, the defeat, but a good game from him. Could have been much, much worse, I'm sure, uh, given the circumstances. But uh, Sunday, Stevenson goes ahead. They face Millersville. I think it's a makeup game. I want to say it's a makeup game from a couple weeks back. 
Uh, so Millersville comes into town 21 seconds in. Sean Blahat with his first of the year getting Stevenson going. Sorry, 20 seconds in. And uh, Jonah Carlson, his second assist. Eric Bennett, his third assist. But then late into the frame uh, with 142 remaining, uh, Millersville gets on the board. Jacob Burke on the power play, his seventh of the year. Uh, and it's one-to-one into the second. 25 seconds in again. A quick start for Stevenson. Knowing that they had to get uh, going, uh, they get going. Brendan Jesse is second of the year. J.J. Fecht to his third assist. Then on the power play, not long after that, 2.04 after that, Fecht to with his fourth of the year on the power play. Bryce Doherty with his second assist in this one. Then Millersville kind of went on a run, three straight goals within uh, three minutes and ten seconds. Chris Henn on the power play, uh, and then Chris Henn by himself, and then Chris Henn with the natural hat trick on the power play makes it uh, a... uh, 4-3 4-3 to three lead for Millersville, but then late into the frame, Josh Waterson with his fourth of the year. Chris Robinson his uh, with the assist in this one, his second on the weekend. And uh, that puts it at fours going into the third period. Stevenson then took control. Waterson, his second on the power play. Revenolt, Aaron Revenolt, uh, is on the assist, his first of the year. And then with uh, three uh, 3.34 remaining, Brendan Jesse, second of the game, Third of the year, shorthanded, makes it 6-4. to four. 45 seconds left. Millersville gets one from Cole McCulley, but that will do it. Stevenson uh, wins this one 6-5. to five. Uh, Marcelo Palacios with 28 saves in the winning effort as Stevenson will go um, unofficially into the break with a victory. And we say unofficially because there will be an exhibition game against... Um, against Rowan's D3 team on Friday night. And then the semester uh, the semester be hitting, and they won't play again until July 15th. Of course, exhibitions can happen here, there, and everywhere. We will see where, where that goes from here. But Stevenson's uh, team starting to get into form after coming back together, reuniting as one. And uh, the second half of the season can only bring good things for them. Naval Academy, they, uh, they had a home set this weekend as uh, they took on George Mason Friday and Villanova on Saturday, was not the prettiest of, uh, of games for them on Friday. Uh, Navy did get a lot of shots on. Navy got a ton of shots on. Navy outshot George Mason 44-13, to but still somehow managed to come up short in this one as they drop it 4-3. Uh, to three. Starts off 12-39 in. Cameron Smith for uh, GMU puts home his 18th of the year. And then with 145 remaining on the power play, he gets his second of the game, 19th of the year. 2 nothing going into that break. And the only goal in the second period, even though Navy on the attack on that one, 18 shots to two in the second frame. But one of the two shots for George Mason goes in as Patrick Fergus, his eighth of the season on that one. Uh, a minute into the third, Navy clawing back as Michael Rokovich gets his second of the year. Nick Owen with uh, his sixth assist and Nathan Hyden with his fifth assist. Then Cameron Smith finishes the hat trick 50 seconds after that, gets George Mason their three-goal lead back. Nathan Hyden, his seventh of the season, not long after that, under two minutes after that. Uh, Michael Rokovich, 14th assist. Nick Allen with his uh, his seventh assist. And then John Mullen gets one, his eighth of the year, unassisted, trying to get Navy back into it. But uh, even though they outshot him 15-3 to and put an onslaught in that last one, George Mason withstands that. 
uh, with uh, Tanner uh, Rusak with uh, Russ. Tanner Rusnak with the 41 save effort for George Mason. Uh, Charles Doherty with nine saves in uh, this one, dropping that one. Uh, not the you know not the win when you dominate the entire game, and this happens. You hate you hate to see it happen. You hate to see it happen. But you know what? Another game comes, and it's against Villanova, and Villanova felt that wrath in a big way. Uh, three uh, 36 in. Uh, Nick Allen with his fifth goal of the year on the power play. Rockovich, 15th assist of the year, puts Navy up one to nothing. And then Riley Jamison, he puts one home, uh, his second of the season, with Thomas Christianich and uh, Matthew Cho on the assist on that one. Uh, and that made it two nothing. 40 seconds left, though. Uh, Matt Barzati on the power play for Villanova. Gets one, uh, gets him back to within one, and then Rockovich shorthanded. 13 seconds after that, uh, his third of the season. Uh, Brendan Reynolds' sixth assist of the year, three to one. After one, Navy again offensively starting to get better. Uh, John Mullen gets his second of the weekend, ninth of the year. Evan Adams on the assist with uh, 4:02 remaining in the second. They go up four to one going into the third. Riley Jamison then, halfway through the third, he gets his third goal of the year, second of the game from Brendan Reynolds on the shorthand. Then yet another shorthanded goal. Three shorthanded goals for the Naval Academy in this one. John Mullen, his 10th of the year, second of the game. Jack Burke, his third assist. Um, and it was, uh, it, was, it was very, very emotional because Villanova and Navy uh, went pretty uh, t- uh, tooth and nail a couple weeks back with the fans not being... Uh, the Philly fans not being the best out there in Villanova. Who knew? But, uh, yeah, uh, an interesting situation, though, towards the end of it as we had a big fracas down low, uh, including Brendan Reynolds getting a, a game misconduct, Michael Rockovich getting disqualified, um, Colin uh, Colin Nemsik of Villanova getting a fighting disqualification, uh, as well as a cross-checking and uh, and a face mask as well. That's 15 yards. Uh, going the other way so not the uh and that was the goalie who got the face mask so god only knows why the hell that happened uh doherty with the uh another win for himself 20 saves in this one and it's a big week it is army week everybody they will be playing at the dream rink uh army's d2 team against navy's d1 it should be spectacular hopefully there's some kind of feed uh at navy hockey you can follow along on this one uh, Navy's D2 team, they played uh, against Delaware's D2, and I uh, saw some of the game on Saturday night, and uh, they tie it up. They tie it up late, and then with like 1.5 seconds remaining, Delaware gets ahead before the end, and they get put two in at the uh, at the third period, and D2 drops one, five to two. Now, semester break is happening for them. Uh, January 14th, the next time they will play, it looks like, and uh, yeah, we will. The College Hockey Federation is an interesting, interesting uh, thing. Uh, I will say, if there's nothing else to say about it, there's their scoring system and everything like that is just a hoot to deal with, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you. We go to a battle of Maryland interstate rivals as uh, we get Towson's D1 against Maryland's D2, and a very interesting game this was. As, you know, we've seen Towson get up on D2 teams in a big, big way. And um, 
They didn't happen this one. Maryland Terrapins on a tear, feeling themselves, feeling good, getting the flow, feeling that flow, getting going. And Maryland takes this one 5-3 to three over the Towson Tigers. Gets started late in the first period. Patrick Beninovsky with uh, that one. I butchered that one. That's fine. Um, I always do. He puts one on the board. Tucker Healy uh, is continuing his great freshman year with the assist on that one. It was one nothing after one. And then um, next thing you know, Second period starts, 13 seconds in. Who would you know? Liam Eden putting one home. Uh, that's uh, that's his uh, 12th of the year for Liam Eden. How about that? Daniel Tomaszewski uh, and uh, Beganowski on the assist on that one. Whole lot of skiing on that one. Snow Hill goal, that one was. Then Maryland gets another one towards the end. Daniel Tomaszewski gets, his, uh, gets himself a goal. Uh, Tucker Healy and Landon Nguyen. With the uh, with the goals on that one, and that's three to nothing going into the break. Uh, Towson would get one back, however, to start the, uh, the to start the third period or in the middle of the third period. Tyler Mercier uh, from Colin Mercier and Bobby Jones, six oh four, and they get another one unassisted on this one. Drew Lustig, thirteen oh nine, puts Towson within one, but then Maryland gets one back. Liam Eden, who would have thunk it? He puts one home as Andrew Depoy with the assist on that one, 4-2 for Maryland. Towson scores right back about three minutes later. Justin Brown from Zach Wagaman and uh, Derek McKee. Things are going, but then an empty netter seals the deal. Uh, Beganowski with a unassisted one, his third point of the night. And T- Maryland, the Maryland Terrapins, go to 5-6-0-1 on the season. What a big win for this team going into their break. Um, as uh, Actually, sorry, going into Penn State weekend for them. Uh, so they will have a tough task against Penn State, but a lot of momentum on their side, beating the uh, beating a D1 team like that. Uh, Towson, they need to get their head get give their head a little shake, have a day off. Then they played Villanova on Sunday, and unfortunately did not go uh, as planned for them. Tight matchup, very offensive centric matchup uh, on this one as uh, Villanova takes this one three to two uh, late in the. Th- First period with 5.05 left. Stepin Gorlenkov for Villanova gets his third of the season unassisted as uh, they go up one nothing after one. Second period, Villanova was just fire. They were just putting a lot of things on Daniel Ludwig. 20 saves for him in that frame, though. No goals let in, and we're still one nothing. 5.52 into the third, though. Jack McCormack with his first goal of the year for the Wildcats. It's uh, it's a two nothing game. Tyler Mercier though he gets one back. His eleventh of the year. Jack Ellis and Bobby Jones on that one. And then right after that, Colin Mercier gets in on the act. Six goal from Justin Brown on the power play. But then with uh, under under four minutes remaining, James Davis, his first of the year for Villanova, ends it. They hold him off. They hold off the late Towson run. Three to two. Villanova takes this one. Daniel Ludwig, 41 saves in this one. So a tough, tough uh, go about it for this uh, Towson University team. But they, uh, you know, it it is what it is, right? Next, they got to take on uh, Rowan's D2 team in an exhibition. Uh, That will take place on Friday and Saturday, I think, or just Friday. I think it's just Friday. And then we'll go from there uh, to see what they can do because I think then their semester break happens. And uh, we'll get all kind of a reset on that one. They are 7-11 uh, 
uh, on the season. So that's not too terrible for this team that um, past couple of years, two, three wins. They're getting better. They're staying in games, especially against tougher opponents. Um, so, I mean, there is there is some light at the end of the tunnel for Towson and what they're doing right now. The Towson women were also in action in one game this weekend as they uh, had their last game before the semester break. They took on uh, Rowan University. Um, didn't go as planned. Did not go as planned. Ten to nothing. The final in this one. Nine goals in the first for Rowan. As uh, they get goals from uh, Cassandra Gravel makes uh, thirty seconds in. Then Emma Stillwagon one thirty-seven. Audrey Feltner. Then uh, Gravel again. Then Stillwagon again. Uh, Giovanna Car- uh, Caruso. Then uh, Danielle uh, Felicloni. Michaela Tinkelberg with the uh, eighth goal, and then Christia, uh, Christina Brandel with the ninth goal in the frame, and then in the second period, Alexa Renzo with the tenth goal, and that was that on that one. Chris, uh, Christine Shell four saves in this one, as uh, not 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 the best time for Towson as they had a long break, and now they're at and now they're at that semester break even longer, as they're not going to be playing again for almost two months. February 5th is when they come back to action in this one. So not the note you want to go out on, but it, uh, again, time to regroup. And they only have a couple more games left in their season, at least what their schedule says. So we will have to see uh, what they can do in that little time moving forward. The Loyola women, they played Delaware, and, oh, boy, that was not a good one either. Not as planned on this one either. Delaware takes this one seven nothing. Uh, gets started with uh, Olivia Huddy for Delaware on the power play and makes it one nothing. Then uh, 50 seconds after that, Julia Nemeth uh, with the goal two nothing, and then with 3:44 remaining, Cordella Busi with the three nothing goal. Uh, Nemeth with the four uh, nothing goal halfway through the period, more more than halfway through the period. Then Morgan Thrust five nothing goal. Uh, Nemi with the hat trick uh, in uh, 14.04 in. And then Olivia Huddy gets her uh, second goal of the game to sandwich the scoring in this one. Seven Cobb, the final. Grace Lundor uh, facing a good many uh, shots in this one. And I think that, uh, yeah, she was uh, she was tested. I think only letting seven in against a team like Delaware who is – um, by and large, one of the uh, them and Rowan have been the uh, kind of the face of the DVCHC for a while. Uh, Loyola's trying to get back into it. They had a very short bench. I think there was only like seven or eight uh, women on the on the team that uh, that was there for one reason or t'other. Um, so uh, it stinks. I mean, that's that's that stuff stinks. You hate when that happens. Um, but yeah, seventy-one shots against. I had a. I look at another website because the DVCHC didn't show shots. Seventy-one shots against. So Lundar f- stopped sixty-four shots. Daps and head taps to her on this one. So there was that one. Uh, Loyola they play UPenn on Friday. They will have to go ahead and uh, try to get back on it. Try to shake the cobwebs. Get one before semester break happens in this one. Then we'll get to the University of Ter- University of Maryland Terrapins women's squad. University of Maryland, University of Terrapin, Maryland's. Anyway, uh, Friday night, great night for University of Maryland. Uh, not only do the uh, the men get a win, the women get a big win as well. Fourteen to one over Westchester. Uh, they put the shots on in a big way. 
uh, even though you you know can't really tell. They at least got 14 shots on. Thanks, ACHA. Uh, going through the scoring, 327 in uh, Elana Skogholm with her third goal of the season. Uh, two minutes after that, Christina Karabanova, her seventh of the year. Grace Carlo, her second of the year from Alex McKillop. Uh, Alex McKillop then from Grace Carlo. Getting back and forth. Uh, you know, scratch my back, I scratch yours. McKillop's seventh of the season. Ashley Hill gets her second of the year from Madeline Rath and Aaron Henry. And then 14.07 in Anna Nardone, her first of the year from Catherine O'Reilly. Second period, McKillop with another goal, her eighth of the season, unassisted, 21 seconds in. Then Grace Carlo, her second of the game, third of the year from McKillop. McKillop finishes off the hat trick. Natty, baby, Hattie Horn, 8.55 in, her ninth of the year. Connie Benson gets in on this, her first of the year from uh, O'Reilly and Nardone. And then Fatima Yunus with her first goal of the year. A couple of first-timers. Congratulations to them. Uh, Karabanovo on the assist. Then Aaron Henry, her first of the year, as the hits just keep on coming before the end of the frame. Anna Nardone gets her second of the year on assist at 5-10 in the third and then uh, breaks it up. Kelly Connor uh, for Westchester gets one. Uh, her first of the year, 9-25 into the frame before Anna Nardone gets her third of the game, third of the year from Connie Benson. Finishes off the dual hat tricks between her and Alex McKill off the Nanny Bay Hattie Horn. And uh, go from there. Riley Chadwick had a game. She gets herself a win on this one. So uh, we uh, we go onward and upward from that. Uh, taps and head taps to, to Miranda Goldman for Westchester facing a ton of offensive opportunities. And, uh, you know, just not her day. These things happen. Uh, it wasn't Maryland's day, you know, how fortunes can change. You go to Sunday, and the Maryland women, uh, not so great on Sunday as they face, again, the powerhouse that is University of Delaware as they drop this one 12 to nothing. Uh, kind of just run through the goals on this one. Uh, Jessica uh, Pintelano, 25 seconds in for Delaware. Cassie McFadden then, her third of the year. Kendall Dubin, her seventh of the season. Emma Liebman, fourth of the year, 5-10 into the frame. Then 16-09, Emily Gallagher, her third of the year. Morgan Thrust, fifth of the year with 59 seconds left in the first period. And then Pitanello uh, with her eighth goal starting off the frame again, 116 in this time. Sophia Rosenthal, her third of the year. Mackenzie Kelly, her fifth of the year. And then Sam Schultz, her tenth of the season to end the second period, 10 to nothing. And then two goals, Mia uh, Bonfilo, her second of the year, and then Christina Green, her second of the year, ends that one. Riley Chadwick, uh, yeah, uh, tough game for her after the game on Friday. And the uh, Terps go into semester break with that one. February 4th, they'll be back in action, however. Another long, long off time uh, like them in Towson. So uh, we will have to see what happens. We will have to see if the break will do them good, and uh, hopefully they can get back on the horse when they get back out there on the 4th. How about some players? Huh? How about it? All right. Well, uh, not you know, not too much to shake a stick at this weekend. Uh, but the big one, really, was Bryce Montgomery. Putting uh, putting home his first OHL goal. Uh, he didn't have any in the 1920 season, his first year up there in 33 games. Uh, didn't play last year as the entire OHL was shut down. But now he uh, gets his first goal, a lovely goal, just a great skate around the zone. Top of the circle, puts one home, threw a screen in front. You could tell his teammates were just wanting that one for him. 
as they just mob him after the goal. And Montgomery is just, he is a sturdy guy. He is a stay-at-home defenseman. He's a guy who knows, is smart in his play in his own zone. A big guy, so he's going to be a physical presence in there. So you don't necessarily need him to do any kind of scoring, but he does have that offensive upside. He has the ability to shoot and score, as we saw here. So it's not as if this is a guy who doesn't know what to do when the shot is available to him. It just you know things just don't go his way, and he 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 put his his efforts into another side of uh, the game, another role into the game. And he did that beautifully and gets a goal rewarded for that. So congratulations to him on that one. It's a very great goal uh, in that one. So congratulations to Montgomery to get that off his back and uh, kind of focus on something else uh, now that that has been resolved. And that's it for the skaters. We check in on uh, some of the goaltenders in this one. Uh, Aaron Randazzo gets two wins this weekend for himself against the uh, the Youngstown Phantoms. 29 saves on Saturday, 31 save, or sorry, 26 saves on Saturday, 28 saves on Sunday as uh, he wins uh, both of them against the Black Bear Sports Group USHL team. Uh, Randazzo runs his record up to 6-6-1 six, six and one on the season. Andrew Takis had a better outing on Saturday than he did on Friday. Friday against Jamestown uh, led up five goals and a loss on that one, uh, breaking another three-game winning streak for the uh, – yeah, Titans. Um, but he gets he rebounded on Sunday very well as uh, he gets 23 saves in the win over Jamestown uh, to put uh, to keep uh, the Titans up at top just by one point over the Maryland Black Bears in this one. It puts his record up to 13-4 and one on the season, uh, 248 uh, goals against and a uh, 918 save percentage. And kind of a look into uh, Matthew Peterson of Grand Valley State in the ACHA. His first year there, he is uh, 4-1-1 with a 3, uh, 3.47 goals against and an 890s A percentage. Love to give a uh, little love to uh, another Maryland, a former DeMatha guy, former Baltimore star uh, player from Silver Spring, and uh, give a little love to him in his first year of ACHA hockey. So there you go on that wrap, and that's a wrap for that, ladies and gentlemen. That's a wrap for our show. Thank you again for uh, taking some time out, listening to the show all the way through. Uh, next week, again, we're starting a little bit of the lean season. A lot of teams on semester break, so we will uh, do what we can with the time allotted and the teams allotted on that. If you want to follow us, uh, Chesapeake HW Pod on Facebook and Twitter, clutchandcrabhockey.com, when I occasionally have a thought about Maryland hockey on there and also the weekend reviews for the Black Bears. And, hey, FOHS Radio on Facebook, if you want to catch some Johnny P pictures. Not going to be in uh, in uh, the the area in Connecticut this weekend, but he will be back uh, for the last game of the uh, 2021 campaign uh, in the 17th and 18th. So there you go on that. So you guys, be good. Stay festive in the holiday season. Stay safe on the roadways out there, especially when you're in a place that has uh, a lot of snow or rain like I've been having to deal with in this. Um, be well. Play that clutch and crab hockey. Take care of yourself and someone else. Um yeah, I'm Teddy Was. It's over. You guys have a good one. See you later. Peace.